1: Second to last in the last episodes of season one. Oh yeah. One Tree Hill. Yep. The last, at least for the time being, episodes that we'll do on One Tree Hill. Wanna give our shit?
0: Vicarious Living Pod at gmail.com. Vicarious Living Podcast on Instagram. Beautifully done. Yeah, this is the last one that we're gonna do on OTH and uh goddamn, did we get jam-packed?
1: They kind of want to left us wanting a little more. I did, they jammed I it all in.
0: <laughs> it's funny because I feel like our headspace has been like, we've been ready. We've been ready for this to end. It's been like, it's been a good run, but we're definitely like ready to move on. And then all of a sudden, these last two episodes hit and it's like, oh fuck, maybe I'm not ready Yeah. to move on. But anyways. Um, you really,
1: it's just one of those, you don't know what you got yeah. until it's gone, you know?
0: Definitely. Now certain
1: people, spoiler may or may not be gone. And certain shows may be gone. We won't have them anymore. But we'll still be here.
0: Yeah. So other piece of housekeeping are swag, $30 baseball tee. Get at us on Instagram for that. Or $20 on the VL tank. Oh, and I wrote this down. Happy birthday to you, Pipes. Oh, thanks, man. That was yesterday? <laughs>
1: I really appreciate that. It sure was.
0: Are you 32? Yeah. How's it feel?
1: Um, you know, just one more year closer to death. No yeah. No big deal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny now because birthdays are just such a zero. I would have minute.
1: been totally cool with just like
0: letting it pass. Yeah. This year. Did intern Whitney make you do stuff for your birthday? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: intern Whitney took me out to dinner. I was lovely.
0: Cool. Yeah, I love the intern. She's always looking out for both of us. Like, whenever it's my birthday, she's always taking me out for dinner, too. Like, she's always doing her job as an intern. Absolutely. Um, Okay, we have a lot to get into. This is our last OTH. We want to do it right. We got so much fucking content. I have about 72 pages worth of notes. So, let's just dive right in. Episode 21, second to last episode. The Leaving Song starts out Lucas and Nathan bonding over dan hate 6am workouts for the playoffs. How do you feel about them bonding? I like it. Yeah.
1: It's been uh it's been a slow build, but I feel like them starting off as enemies has made the friendship like something I've been craving this whole time. And oh, yeah. now to see them happening it kind of warms my heart every time I see it.
0: I'm going to save that till the end of this pod because I'm going to do some thoughts at the end They're like my overarching Things that I really liked about this show, right. but spoiler alert: the story of Nathan and Lucas and that long lost brotherhood is on my list of loves.
1: It's uh, it just always works on me, and it's almost like the bigger of a dickhead one of the characters is in a show or a movie, the more I'm loving that bond when they finally do come together. Mm, yeah, I mean, the obvious comp is Luke from The OC. Yeah, were like, <laughs> him and Ryan and, and they butted Seth. serious heads and like he said stuff and did stuff that you're like this guy is ir- like he's unredeemable, he's a fucking asshole, and then yeah. when he comes back around
0: to being cool, it just makes it that much better. Um, you know, another one I'm thinking about is, uh, did you ever used to watch the Power Rangers? Yeah,
1: I was more of a Ninja Turtles guy though. If I'm being were. totally transparent, um, I thought uh, Power Rangers people were. Losers.
0: <laughs> well, I was, I was a Power Rangers guy, and yeah, Tom, I'm gonna just breeze right through that. The thing that that was cool is it was similar to that. It started out Tommy was a Green Ranger. I still watch the show, so I'm tracking. Yeah, yeah. Tommy was the Green Ranger. He was, they made him a bad guy, and yeah. then when they turned him good into the White Ranger, yeah. and then he like joined up with the other five, you know, teens. Mm-hmm. Dude we should totally do the Power Ranger movie <laughs> it's a teen drama <laughs> um okay I'm just gonna put I was just watching a trailer for it came out in like 1998 or something yeah that At,
1: that sounds like in our wheelhouse
0: so anyways I'm gonna just put a, uh, a clip in of the trailer for the original Power Rangers TV show and just listen to this clip because this is how they're described <laughs>
1: With a team of with attitudes. Go,
0: go, 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 forces, Alpha, we're in trouble. I need teenagers with attitude. (laughs) And that's how they find the Power Rangers. Is they literally just go to the local high school and they just find like kids with attitude. But I was always confused. Yeah, we're all over that. Let's do it. Why? But why? Why was it like the kids with the attitude also had like really sweet karate skills? Um, you know, maybe you could feel like you could mold that just that raw energy (laughs) into karate skills. You want a fun fact about Power Rangers? yeah i was just listening to the how i built this and it was with the guy he created that sabin entertainment group or whatever and the power rangers were huge in like japan that tv show was massive so this guy he's like oh i want to bring that to the u.s that would be huge in the u.s and i can save a shit a shit ton of money because all of the uh Fight scenes and all of that, I can just buy from the Japan show. So oh, okay. all of the scenes when those Power Ranger teens are in their Power Ranger outfits and they're like fighting. So those are
1: Japanese actors?
0: Yeah. That's all Japanese footage from the show in Japan. The only thing they filmed here in the U.S. is the scenes whenever they have their, uh, their uniforms off and their helmets off and they're just like talking to each other. That's a great tidbit. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no. Actually, now I think about it, it makes sense that that came from Japan because they're huge on like watching two really big monsters fight each other, right? Yeah, like yeah. Godzilla versus Mothra or whoever, and that's pretty much all that show is, it's, right? It's, they get they yeah. they form up. What do they form mega into? Sword. into a Megazord? Into yeah. a Megazord, And they battle some creature. It's Morphin' time! Dragonzord!
0: It's for time! It's, it's fucking <laughs> amazing. Yeah, dude, I love the Power Rangers. We we will do that. Would just be a funny movie to do. Uh, if we're gonna do it, we
1: have to do Teenage Mutant mini- Ninja Turtles as well. Yeah, to give do my that, side some love because
0: there was three three of those movies. Yeah, they're legit. I like the Samurai one a lot.
1: Teenage mutant ninja turtles, teenage mutant ninja turtles.
0: Okay, back to OTH while we're here. Um, Another thing going on in the beginning of this is Peyton's webcam. Did you catch that scene at the beginning of episode 21 where she's buttoning her pants right in front of the webcam? No, I didn't. So there's that scene at the beginning of episode 21 where her dad walks in and she's like putting on her clothes in the morning, tying up her Chuck T's. And oh, okay. I did. Cause she makes a comment about it. And he says He's like, like, Oh,
1: the webcam's back. And she's like, Oh, I forgot I was yeah. there. I
0: guess I was just changing in front. Yeah. Yeah. So are we to now assume that maybe what was happening before her dad walked in is that she's doing a little webcam show for the kids yeah. early morning. She's a cam girl, but I'm saying like the naked kind yeah. cam girl. Are we saying that now? It's nude site. Are we saying it's nude or is she just changing in front of it? It's not not nude, but and
1: yeah, I guess sometimes she and I'm doing an air quote forgets to not change in front of the <laughs> camera. So just keep keep stay tuned is what. Trying to tell you.
0: Because later in that episode, Nathan, and we'll get to this, got into some hot water from Haley because he had screen grabs on his <clears throat> laptop mm-hmm. that were of Peyton just in a towel on her webcam, like after a shower.
1: Yeah, and that was clearly he had just taken screenshots from her chain. I don't know. Yeah, she's probably getting naked from this thing. Either way, Pey-
0: Peyton, turn the webcam off. Fuck. I- Peyton, just get rid of the webcam. It's a bad idea. Yes. Okay. Um,. <laughs> I have, so Whitey's going to miss the playoff game. He's got an eye condition? Yeah, why don't you lay that out? So Whitey has some like lingering eye
1: thing that he said his doctor's worried about and needs to get taken care of. So he's missing the first playoff
0: game to have surgery. I didn't follow towards the end of this. Was he saying that it was something more serious when the doctors got in there? Um,
1: like later on in it, when he's in the hospital room, they don't really say what it is. He's basically just like, yeah, the doctors think it's more serious. Like it, it, cancer. I don't know if it's cancer or what, but he had some like some eye thing that he needed emergency <laughs> surgery on. So it's like, it couldn't wait till after the season. So he has to do it during the week of their first playoff game.
0: But it seemed like when he was in there, there was some shit going on. That's what
1: I'm thinking. Season two, which we won't see, yeah, it's probably something that that is lingering, I, and he's I, dealing with some health issues.
0: I wouldn't ever, you know, plan on giving an MVP, but I, for the first time, at the end of this, I, I there was one scene with Whitey where he got a little emotional in the hospital bed, where I was like, oh my god, for the first time, Whitey actually showed me a pulse.
1: And I think it's just because he it just he plays better in a hospital bed because he's just so <laughs> yeah. old and decrepit looking that like he looks weird anywhere else besides in the hospital and you're like, oh shit, this is kinda of uh, heart wrenching. This is the last time I'm gonna see Whitey. Uh, yeah. But like that so I think that's where like that's his wheelhouse
0: acting wise. So we either need to cripple Whitey forever or just give him some like lingering disease like AIDS or cancer. But maybe it's like, it doesn't kill him right away, so it keeps him in the hospital. Kind of like that, uh what's that book by uh, that Mitch guy?
1: Mitch Album?
0: Yeah. Uh, like, is it the that Tuesdays with Maury? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, Tuesdays, yeah make him more I think it's Tuesdays with Maury. You turn him into that guy? Tuesdays with Whitey? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a spinoff right there. Yeah, Tuesdays with Whitey and Mitch Album is... He's just uh, fucking Lucas. Um, the the only thing I wanted to tell, I wanted to quote, um, he's like, before he goes in and has that surgery, he's like yelling at the boys in practice, like, let's go, you you idiots. Like, come on. Come on, boys. Come on, boys. Like, no pussies in the playoffs kind of thing. And then at the end of their practice, he goes like, you all are disgusting me. Now get out of here. Hit the showers. And, um, It just reminded me of that Steve story from high school with (laughs) Rasso and Jim. Did you ever hear that? Yeah, it's the best. (laughs) I'll just tell a quick version of it. One of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life is we used to have this coach at our high school who was in the whitey category, like close to 90 years old, had been around for like probably 40 years, and just probably needed to retire a while prior. And uh, he was also just the gym teacher because what else are the, you know, what else is he going to teach?
1: Basically a living legend slash mascot for the last 10 years of his career. That is a good
0: way to put it. A living legend slash mascot because while he has had a lot of years of success, he hasn't really been that good of a coach in probably 10 years, but everyone knows him and He's just, like, trying to, he's got to have a job, so he's a gym teacher. And there was this kid in our class. It was hilarious. He was, like, fucking around in class, like, not doing the stupid war ball game or whatever, which is kind of like dodgeball sort of game. And Steve just started stealing the ball from his own teammates and trapping members on his own team just because he didn't care. <laughs> so Rasta tells him, like, that's it. Get out of here. Hit the shower, Steve. So then he doubles back after Jim. To go yell at Steve in the locker room thinking Steve would just be like out of the showers. But he wasn't. So I just remember him going in there and
1: Steve, who's like 15 years old. By the way, let me tag on to the story. After gym class, nobody took showers. No. Because it's in the middle of the day and you got to get to your next
0: class. And at 15. You're you're not sweating hard enough to warm a shower. Yeah, you haven't totally (laughs) hit puberty. So sweating during the day is not an issue. So he, but he actually went and (laughs) hit the showers and Rasso goes in and he's like going to yell at him. And then like, as soon as he goes in there, he realizes Steve's still naked as fuck in the shower, all 15 years old of him. And, uh, he goes, Hey, turns the corner. Steve just turns around and Rasso is just staring at a full on nude 15 year old boy. Who's just full dick right in front of the fucking teacher getting water spread, splashed on him. And he's like, yeah, what's up, coach? And he, and Rasso was so flabbergasted that he was staring at this naked boy that he's like, Steve! You're acting like a... You're just acting like a jerk out there! And he left. Yeah, it was just funny because he was probably going to give him like five detentions and as soon as he saw his dick, he just like bounced. Brilliant. Good way to get out of trouble, dude. Brilliant. Flash some dick. Just strip down. Okay, Whitey, you had a transition on Whitey. Oh,
1: so the reason the surgery thing is important to the plot of our tale here is because he's going to miss that first playoff game, and his plan is to just have the JV coach like fill in for him while he's gone. However, there's a certain evil dad lurking in the wings that wants that head coach spot. So previously predicted by us on this pod, like, seven episodes ago, Dan's gunning for the head coach spot. And Dan he, wants it. He basically asks Whitey if he can have it. And Whitey's like, over my dead body, you're evil, dude. <clears throat> and he's like, all right, we'll see. And I think he makes some like weird, thinly veiled threat. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then um, we find out later on that Dan pretty much, I, I don't know how this was possible, but he went to the commission or the board or whoever makes this call. And they let him be the coach.
0: He, he uses his rich guy, like, pull or sway or whatever you want to call it to uh, just get whatever the fuck he wants in Tree Hill, North Carolina and what he wants for some reason. Which, why? Why does he want that? I have no idea. If I was, like, 45 and had high school kids, like, th- and had a full-time job, I would not be dying to just, like, moonlight in. I
1: the- think in his weird warped mind it's, like, a way to get close to Nathan again because if you remember, Nathan moved out.
0: Well, true, and he just loves power.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. So no. it's kind of a perfect thing. He loves power, loves being in control, and now this way, basically, Nathan's trapped with him for that week as coach.
0: Can I use this Dan story to transition into Dan slash Karen? True. Sure. Because I'd like to also utilize this moment for an early MCITW. Wow. Yeah. I want to hit it early. Okay. Um, I want to play a clip of Karen telling Lucas what really went on with Dan back in the day when Lucas was born. Here it is.
1: After you were born, Dan asked to be in your life. You, know, you told me that he never showed up that he didn't want anything to do with us. He didn't show up at first, but when he moved back to town with Debbie, he told me that he'd like to help raise you. And he asked for joint custody. I said no. It is This one is literally impossible for me to suss out. Because <sighs> I know her defense is that Dan had one little sliver of like, hey, I'm going to do the right thing here. And she, in her mind, knew he was a monster. And she's like, this is just a nightmare. I just need him out of this baby's life. A good comp would be, um what's her name vicky Valencourt comes around to jake jagowski and she's like hey i want to be in this baby's life and jake's like no you psychopath get out of here
0: basically yeah karen that, is jake that is a good comp damn it
1: so it's like if one day jenny jake's baby grows up and she's like wait my mom tried to get she, back in yeah. my life he's like yeah i uh
0: Yeah, when Jenny grows (laughs) up... I didn't let it happen. You're welcome. (laughs) When Jenny grows up to be Jenny Snow because this entire town is ostracizing her because she's a bastard, except that's what they do. On the other (laughs) foot. Yeah,
1: Yeah, but either way... So it's one of those things where it's like... It's a gray area because, yeah, it's, it's hard for Lucas because his whole thing is like, oh, yeah, this guy abandoned me. It's easy to just put him in the fuck you category. And then when he hears this information, he's like, well... Shit, now I'm pissed at my mom. And the mom's yeah. like holding her ground, like, yeah, I lied, I'm caught, I knew I'd have this conversation, but I was protecting you. Clearly. <laughs> so well, it was it's just weird for me, A, that Dan throws this information in Lucas's face, and then B, that Lucas is like, actually maybe he isn't that bad of a guy. Do I want him? do I want him? Do I want this dad? Or- I'm
0: I'm gonna still take that grey area and give it to her because oh. fuck Karen. So even though all your points are sound and I had the same internal struggle in my head where I was like, yeah, I could see that and your your Vicky Valancourt point was also very good. I agree with all that, but you know what? Any gray area with Karen, and I'm just going to default to still blaming her because I do not like her. So It's this like week, in baseball, a tie goes to the runner. This week, the tie goes to you, Karen fuck you MCITW Merce Cooper is the worst of the week the last one also I think I just really wanted to give the last one to Karen because she throughout this whole show she has become my most hated cast member even more than Dan so this week MCITW Merce Cooper is the worst of the week the last one for OTH that is brought to you by Wickloware w-i-c-k-l-o-w where be free and explore get all your outdoor gear wickloware.com type in the promo code VLO check out get 10% off your order VL Swag, baseball tee, $20, VL Swag, tank. I just want to give it to Karen one more time. It's kind of like a lifetime achievement award, too, kind of. That's fair. So, fuck you, Karen. And Um, she's still fucking around with Keith a little bit here,
1: so. I am, I don't even. She's having a very bad last two episodes. I'm with you on that. In
0: this instance, honestly, I was kind of swayed by, like, your points, and I don't totally blame Karen. Yes, she lied for 20 years, but at the end of the day... I'd probably lie for my son, too, if that guy was, you know, a piece of shit. So I'm with you, but Karen, you're getting it for a Lifetime Achievement Award. Fuck you. Be free and explore. Fuck you.
1: I'm still fully into that because I like how you take that gray area and sharpened it into a fucking knife Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. sliced right through Karen. Mm -hmm. Not bad. Um, I'll tell you what is not um, like a gray area is that little plot twist
0: churned up some sweet drama. Yeah, I mean, sides. god damn, like, I, I did love it because it, I, you know, this is my issue, I think, with One Tree Hill for our podcast is that I really think One Tree Hill peaks in seasons three through six, and so the problem is, is we do these podcasts on just the first season because usually that's the best, mm-hmm. and what sucks is, like, you can tell the show's really starting to heat up, like... Dan's getting layers fucking Lucas and Keith and Karen and and Deb's now in the mix and fucking Deb and Keith got shit going on and Jake Jagelski's now in the mix. It was like it took them 20 episodes to really figure out how to navigate through all this. And it sucks for us because just as they figured this out, we're now bouncing from one tree hill. So maybe we should come back you know what we might be able to do is when they come back from college and do that fast forward thing in like season four. Let's check back in. Yeah, check back in.
1: Um, yeah. No, I will say, Dan, I have I have written down that Dan's evil is the gravity that holds everything together. Mm-hmm. Because like Not without that. Dan, this first season would just kind of just be some high school kids hanging out playing basketball, like dating around a little bit. Perfect point. He is just always there churning shit up. I know I gave him the MVP last week. He's not gonna get it this week, but like, seriously, if there's any leg in the plot, he just
0: ratchets it up. Imagine if Dan wasn't involved in season one. It would one. be. It, it would, would have been be, terrible. <laughs> it would just be a flat line of plot. That's what I'm saying, dude. He's, like, he's
1: fucking around with Lucas. He's fucking around with his son. He's fucking around with his soon-to-be ex-wife. He's fucking around with everyone. Karen, that girl he, at the he, beach. He pops up every once in a while and just messes with. Nathan and Lucas's girlfriends. Like, he'll just pop up at school and say something shitty to, like, Peyton and then leave. Yeah, so... Or Haley.
0: The thing is, <laughs> is, off. like, He's this awesome. is not us saying that we think Dan is a good guy. We know Dan is a monster fucking piece of shit. But in terms of, like, how integral he is to this story and how necessary he is, he is a primetime starter in this yeah. world. For sure. I'll say it again. My
1: thesis, his evil is the gravity that holds everything together.
0: I love that line. I mean, how long were you sitting on that hot take? A
1: couple minutes.
0: A <laughs> couple minutes. Yeah, I could tell. I was <laughs> bursting out of you. But it was good. All right, let's go to uh, Haley because there is a enormous... Haley storyline in this episode. I sped over here tonight because I was so excited (laughs) to, to talk to you about this. I literally, I have two pages, I have two pages worth of notes on this one Haley story that happens in episode 21. Do you want to lay out the the landscape of what happens yeah
1: I'll, I'll lay it out and I'll just let you take a dive into it I'll uh, we got a nice pool here I'll s- turn the hose on and start filling it up and let you dive in and when the water's nice and good I'll come <laughs> I'm coming and join you so um, Haley is now living in an apartment with Nathan uh-huh when you're living together you're sharing a lot of things you know you're sharing like the salt and pepper you're sharing a fridge you're sharing a bed. Everything that goes along with being a a roommate like that. A roommate in high school with your girlfriend. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Uh, One extra thing that they start sharing is Nathan's laptop. (laughs) Now, (laughs) I mean, we could go into lots of tips of the kids. Oh, I have them. for, For Nathan about how to delete your cookies and go on. We could go on for hours about this. But here's the point.
0: I but Just to be clear, I do have five solutions. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll,
1: I'll quit beating around the bush and it can get this pool nice and filled up for you. Um, so, pretty much, Haley is using Nathan's computer for a school project and she goes to his internet favorites and finds out that he's got a bunch of porn bookmarked on the browser. Mm-hmm. She doesn't take it that well.
0: No, she does not take it well. Um... Okay, so this is such a rookie move by Nathan, first and foremost. Yeah, we have to get that out of the way. We have to yes. address that. There's, I, I just want to preface all this with I am definitely going to put more blame on Haley in this situation than on Nathan. But I do want to just first and foremost empathize with all parties and say Nathan... Rookie fucking move,
1: dude. Yeah, the situation never even occurs. This
0: plot doesn't exist if Nathan
1: is just as bare minimum
0: Secure. Like yeah. bare minimum like uh coverage tracks. Right. With porn. I mean Jesus Christ, dude. Like, okay. So first and foremost, here did you notice the sights that they showed to showcase that Nathan was looking at porn?
1: Uh, I, I remember giggling about it, but I can't
0: remember it. Okay. Names. They toned it down slightly because obviously it's on the CW. So let me just list out the porn sites that Nathan's viewing that Haley finds. First one. Original Sin. Hot, nasty girls. That's one. Second one. Fast cars. Fast women.
1: Whoa, so so far we've got, like, a a Bible-type deal, and then maybe,
0: like, a Fast and the Furious ripoff? Third one, classic, horny (laughs) coeds. Fourth one, XXX sorority sluts. Fifth one, amazing Amazons. (laughs) Wasn't even totally sure if that was porn or not. (laughs) I didn't know. Like, is is that, like, really tall, like... Amazonian women, yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Nathan. Fucking getting wild. And then the last two, and this second to last one may or may not be porn. It's Peyton's webcam site, Punkin Disorderly. Oh, still favorited on his browser. Still favorited, so he might be checking in looking for nudes there. And then the last one. The only one that they put in his favorites that was not porn, (laughs) Ravenshoops.com. That's (laughs) perfect so like let's just go into the solutions here like kids tip for the fucking kids password protect your computer first and foremost and and don't make it some common password that you and your significant other use in the household like make sure it's a password that cannot be you know hacked that's one two isn't there, like, uh, Google Chrome or some browsers that you can use that have, like, your history's not saved? Maybe, but this is probably, like, uh, what was it, 04? Oh, yeah, Internet. so maybe they didn't have that. So that's, a, that's an asterisk one. Three, uh, delete your cookies in your history yeah. if you're sharing a computer. That's
1: rule one. They I think they teach you that in, like, sex ed and like, sixth grade. Yeah, they, they teach, teach you, you how to do
0: that. Yeah, they teach you how. And then four and five... Four, utilize secret folders. I mean, you can get real creative, like hide all your shit in like different secret folders and all that stuff if you're saving things. And then five, don't let your girlfriend get on your fucking laptop if you have a shit ton of porn on it, Nathan, you idiot. I mean, fucking rookie move. Okay, now let's, that's all the Nathan stuff out of the way. Let's play a clip of how Haley reacts to this. It's hard enough for me that I have to compete with the girls at school that just give it away. Now I've got to be a porn star? Haley, look, you're overreacting. No, I really don't think that I am. This hurts me, Nathan. Why? Haley, these girls aren't real. And plus, I'm a guy. Guys, look at this stuff. Well, don't be a guy, Nathan. Be a man. You know, I'm not a prude, and I think you know that. But the thought that this is what I'm going to be compared to. So that's what this is? You're worried I'm going to compare you to them when Yes, we... I'm afraid. I... That's part of it. Nathan, it's hard enough for me to even think about being naked in front of you. And the thought that this is the standard I'm going to be held to. Forget it. Haley. <clears throat> Haley, take it down a notch. Lady, relax. I, uh... Relax.
1: I love it because, well... Full credit to Nathan in this scene. This definitely drives a lot of the plot for the next two episodes between them. But there is not a single moment, especially in this first scene, where he does anything close to like backing down or apologizing. Full credit?
0: <laughs> which I found pretty hilarious. I've always done that in my life. I've always done that. Like, if, especially with something like. It wasn't like, oh
1: my God, I'm so sorry. No, that was a mistake. It wasn't happening. He was just like, uh. And then.
0: He was like, no, he was just like, Haley, uh, like all guys do this, like relax. Because she kept saying stuff and you see it in that clip. She's saying like, how could I ever compare to these porn stars? What, these like big fake like plastic bimbos with like big boobs and like, that's not me, Nathan. If that's what you want, then you're barking up the wrong tree. That's where I'm like, Haley, relax. That's not, yes, dudes look at porn and stuff. That has nothing to do with you. It's a fantasy she, Calm down.
1: She even goes to um, all the other cast members, who basically give her a version of the same thing. Like she goes to Peyton, Peyton basically is just like, "Yeah, sh- chill out, relax." She's getting she's getting no sympathy from anybody in the entire cast. She goes to Lucas, and Lucas almost he takes Nathan's side in a way where he's like, "Yeah, he's trying really hard not to pressure you into sex." And He's going through a lot
0: right now, so like this is his outlet that <laughs> drove me insane when Lucas was saying that it's like, Oh, Lucas, on your high horse, you don't look at porn, Lucas, you don't look at porn, like, and- <laughs> yeah, that would I would say Lucas. Well,
1: small bit of credit for him not being like, Wow, what an asshole.
0: I know, I was gonna if he did well, that's that,
1: that's a betrayal, Haley. That's a betrayal, he didn't do that, but like the obvious move is just be like, we We're like 16 year old guys, I'm sorry if it's. We think about sex every 30 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Was that the number? Yeah.
0: So, if honestly, I was just thinking, like, damn, Nathan's got an in with Lucas now. I mean, why wouldn't Lucas be a real bro and, like, go to Haley as, like, Haley's number one best friend on behalf of Nathan? And, like, be in her ear, like, Haley, calm down. You know, just, Nathan loves you. He's literally... Doing all of his actions are indicating that he is massively in love with you. So relax. Well, it would have been a sweet
1: comeback. All guys do this or all, all boys do this or whatever he says. And she's like, I'm asking you not to be a guy. Be a man. Like she like <laughs> that line. And it, one of his response was like, well, if you wanted to be a, me to be a man, then I would have to like get a bunch of playboys and like, you know, jack off in the bathroom with one foot up <laughs> on the toilet.
0: I wish he would have been like... Like an old man. Why don't you be a woman and have sex with me? <laughs> <He> <laughs> have, no, I'm just well, saying... Well, that's
1: his whole... He's trying not to
0: pressure. I know, but like, he should have... said that ruin his whole thing. Why can she... He's s- a good guy now. Why can she say to him, I don't want you to be a guy, I want you to be a man, but he can't say, I don't want you to be a girl, I want you to be a woman. Why is it... Why can it not work that way, too? I don't know. Double standard. Fuck that. Okay, let's go to also... I will now give some defense for Haley because eventually she finds pictures of his ex on the computer Mm -hmm. of Peyton in the towel on the webcam. Then I go on Haley's side. If you're finding pictures of his ex and he's like using that and stuff. Now I totally get her saying, okay, I can accept it if it's like fake fantasy porn and all this stuff. But if it's pictures of your ex... Now I'm in lockstep with you on this one. Yeah, yeah.
1: For on, on that point, they should have just skipped the the porn thing and just did straight. They should have just done the pictures of Peyton. I don't I don't know how this. Yeah, they do t- because they're, t- they're trying to, to squeeze the um, her being a virgin thing as hard as they can. So I think this porn thing was like an avenue
0: for that. But the more juicy storyline was the pictures of Peyton on the computer because that's he said. Up. In Nathan's defense, he did say that he had those on there months ago and he just forgot I, to if delete them. I him. mean, if I'm her, I'm checking the modified date on those files. Oh, yeah. Seeing... Last opened. Yeah. I'm checking last opened date, too. Yeah, I, I think... Uh... But it's it was literally, back to your point of <laughs> protecting
1: you better with whatever you said, secret folders or something, it was literally oh, in a God, folder I and know. it just said Peyton underscore... <laughs> Image one, Peyton underscore image two. Like he's sitting there like organizing all of his pictures of Peyton and alphabetical Peyton
0: order. nude photo one. Peyton nude photo two. <laughs> yeah, like Jesus Christ. Peyton towel
1: shot <laughs> underscore oh <laughs> nine yeah, dot oh nine dot two thousand eighteen.
0: I will say that last thing we'll cap this off is it just reminded me of uh when my well I was telling you that story and I'll just put tell it on the pod is when that Cincinnati Bell IT guy came over to my house, <laughs> please, please <tell laughs> him. He, he came over and he, like my internet was down and I called like the IT Cincinnati Bell service to come out and, and figure out, you know, what's going on with these MPB M- MBPs, dude, like why are they slow, man? And when he's like just fixing the internet, he goes like, Hey, I need to jump on your computer. I need to go to like our Cincinnati Bell web- website, type in my password, and like get you all hooked up. Do you? And I was like, Ugh, okay, <laughs> okay. Like, so I immediately like he sees my personal computer sitting open on my table, uh, my like kitchen table, and I I was like trying to get him to go over to my work computer. Where it's all safe, everything's all good. There, I don't have anything to worry about on my work computer. And he sees the open personal computer, and he just goes right for that. He's like, "I'm like, oh no, it's cool. I got my work computer here in my bag. Like, I'll get it out. I'll boot it up real quick, man. No worries." And he's like, oh, I'll just go on this one right here. It'll be real quick." I'll the hell soon. you will! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "No, no, 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 no!" And the the fucking the nerve of this guy, dude. He just goes immediately for it, and. So then he's t- he's in my web browser and he's typing in, like, since whatever he's typing in. And the first letter he typed, it brought up, like, a history of, like, a porn site.
1: I'm going to be, I'm going to jump in here. That's not on him. He could have typed. That's not a coincidence. He, c- typed, he typed any letter. T- yeah. <laughs> a
0: through <laughs> Z, he could have typed. Q. <laughs> and uh, he types a letter and, like, the history pops up in your Google browser. And I was looking at him, just staring at him, sweating bullets, just staring him down like, I may have to kill this guy. I may have to go up and get my samurai swords and kill this guy. <laughs> and, then, and then he's like typing and he types like two or three more letters. And then Cincinnati Bell or whatever came up and I was looking at him the whole time and he was looking down at the keys. He never looked up. He's a pro. He's a pro. He's a pro. And I was like, thank God I don't need to kill a guy and then figure out how to like get away with murder, where to bury the body. You know, what do I do with the blood on the samurai sword?
1: You know. As soon as he suggests it, you're like, oh, actually, um, <laughs> I changed my mind. I think I'm going to go with the... Uh, I'm going to go dial-up. Yeah. I'm going to go <laughs> dial with up uh,
0: I'm going to go back to dial-up. I I'm don't gonna, need wireless. We're going to do Spectrum, maybe. Actually, I think they're running a deal, so you can just leave. It's fine. I like your competitor's pricing better. Please leave. <laughs> Alright, ready to move on from porn? Yeah. Do we want to talk about um, Vicky
1: Valancourt stealing the baby? Not really. I feel like we got to hit on it just a little bit because it comes comes up so much. we got to get to this last
0: episode. Just hit it quick. What happens with that? Uh,
1: Basically, Peyton is babysitting Jake's baby at the mall. Vicky Valancourt pretty much is stalking them. Peyton turns around to talk to Brooke for a quick second. And the baby's gone, and it just turns out that Vicky Valancourt snatched it from the stroller, and yeah. is now just running around the mall with her kid.
0: Point is the the point that we'll probably come back to is that Nikki, A.K. Vicky Valancourt, is not suited to be a mom. So Jake is looking at options to get the fuck out of here because he thinks if he stays, the courts are gonna make are gonna give her some custody because she's the mom. And we can't have that. So that story will come back in the last episode. Yeah. The
1: reason I just wanted to bring it up is because as cool as Jake is throughout this whole thing, he's almost too chill, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> he gets really mad at Peyton over this whole thing. It's tough for it's us As to... if like Peyton was just left the baby at the food court and was like in forever twenty one yeah. or whatever.
0: It wasn't on Peyton. It wasn't on Peyton at all. I
1: think he eventually came around with this, but I remember just being annoyed with him in the moment.
0: Yeah, because it's like, I mean, it's tough for us to say, though, because we don't have kids. So it's like, if if your kid gets stolen, it's probably one of those, yes, I know it's Nikki's fault, but you're my friend and you're standing in front of me. So who else am I going to yell at? Yeah, but
1: like, I guess I'm um, I'm gonna. You just talked to me. I'm gonna double back on my point. Like, if you have her a babysitter, and regardless of the circumstances, if your kid gets stolen under that babysitter's watch, yeah. you're allowed to be a little pissed at him. But the reason I wanted to bring this up mainly is because when Nikki comes back, when they're still at the mall with the baby, um, she said, Oh, she's talking to the cops, and I'm like, where, where were you? And she's like, Oh, we we're just walking around. I took her on the carousel. <laughs> <laughs> that. oh yeah carousel where
0: she was conceived in a bunch of high school jizz has been on that carousel courtesy of me cop she loves that carousel yeah you know what let's go while we're on this let's go to the um, I, let's go to a song cause this is a song that is playing when uh, Jake Jagelski who we were just talking about he decides I gotta get out of here Time to leave town Fuck Nikki I can't let her get custody This song starts playing
1: I'm looking for inspiration And I think i found it in your heart It's the kind of thing
0: you get When you're not looking
1: it's the kind of thing you had from the
0: start. Real interesting. He leaves at the end of episode 21. And he's going to go to uh, Savannah, Georgia. And how's he going to get there? Peyton's dad's cut-toe. <laughs> I was laughing at this because as this song's playing, uh, it was a, an emotional scene because... I, I thought we got a little something from Jake there when he left yeah. in terms of emotional chops and it made me think he's got to be a big player in season two and beyond based on what he showed there. And it, it was interesting too because it was like Peyton gave him a little kiss on the lips when he left. You did. And I was like, whoa.
1: It was like right in between friend kiss and lover
0: kiss. It was right in between. I mean, if I were Jake, I would be sitting on that tugboat. Thinking about nothing but that kiss, probably. It, oh, yeah. I would. I'd probably... And then a little
1: bit about how you just abandon your life and you're trying to, yeah. you know, essentially hide your daughter from your crazy baby's mom. I mean, that'd be a small part of it. Mostly the kiss, though.
0: Mostly the kiss. That'd be maybe 10%, but 90% of my journey on that tugboat down to Savannah, I'd just be... I'd be, like, asking crew members, like, hey, could you come in here for a second? Did you see that kiss? Did you see? I mean, where, where are you netting out? Was that friend kiss? or?" Did I'd you be asking, like, Peyton's dad, because he's on the boat, too. I'd be like,
1: so, is are you guys, like, as a family, are you guys, like, a kiss on the mouth family? Do you guys do, like, friendly goodbye mouth oh, kisses? What's up with that? Or is it just, do you guys kiss? Or is it, was that a more than just a goodbye kiss, or?
0: In your family, Mr. Peyton. Let's say hypothetically your daughter is gonna like kind of kiss a guy on the lips because he's going down to Savannah on her dad's tugboat. Yeah. To and get that, rid of his baby's mama. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Would you say, Mr. Peyton, that that mouth kiss is a friend kiss, or would you say that it leads to like a peepee kiss for your daughter? Oh, definitely a peepee kiss, son. <laughs> You're gonna call me son. <laughs> So if you're calling me son, that means like it's definitely on between your daughter and I in terms of the pee-pee touches? hmm That's cool. Thanks, Peyton's dad. Last By point way, on that. Why was Jake packing so light? I was going to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's, he's, he uh, has three items with him. Uh, keep in mind that he is literally... Leaving his entire life behind to go start a new life in Savannah, mm-hmm. at least for the time being. Mm-hmm. He has three items one, um, his acoustic guitar in its case. That's a must. In his left hand. Yeah. He has a duffel bag, one like gym bag sized bag. Yeah. And a baby. Four month old baby <laughs> strapped to his chest.
0: Yeah, I'm like, damn, dude, this guy, you know, we always talk about like what. If you had thirty seconds to get out of town, or like there's a tornado coming, you got thirty seconds. What do you grab? I felt like he had more than thirty seconds, but it seemed like he I, only he, grabbed, right, he grabbed his go bag it. and got out of there. <laughs> yeah. So damn, he packs light. That's so. That's all the baby clothes and all his clothes and that one little basketball duffel bag. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Anyways, okay.
1: <laughs> Should we? Let, um, the last thing that happens in this, and we can, we can bring it up at this, as the end of this episode because it's one of the big drivers of the finale, is I'm going to say it as mysteriously to set it up as Lucas does himself. So he's kind of, I guess he's kind of going through this thing where he's, all this stuff with Dan's got him riled up, and the way he's been treating Peyton and Brooke and all that stuff. And yeah. not probably, he's been a dick to Haley. Actually, at least in our opinion, the past couple episodes. He feels he's on a bad path. Yeah, and he just needs to shake things up um, and basically get out of town, I'm thinking. Yeah. So he leaves Peyton with this outrageously mysterious line. That's why I came by. I'm going to be making a few changes. And I just wanted to see you before I do. I'll be seeing you, Peyton. I was very confused as to where this is going and then basically the whole episode ends with him revealing that he is leaving One Tree Hill to go to Charleston with Keith
0: yeah and then let's play another clip of what he says to Karen on why he's like explaining all that again you just needed to find yourself on your own right
1: yes that's what I want too start over and that's what you did when you shut dan out that's what you're doing by leaving town
0: what do you mean start over i mean get away away from dan away from this place and away from all the mistakes i've been making (sighs) Keith, I'm gonna leave Tree Hill. I'll be honest, dude. I just thought this was a lame move by Lucas. Yeah, I mean, well, first <laughs> of all, you're totally ditching your mom, second of
1: all, it's the most transparent fucking plan in the entire world because. Everybody knows that you're just trying to make your mom feel guilty about making Keith leave town.
0: I just thought, like, one, Karen, why are you letting him leave? If you ch- ever tried to leave at, like, 16 years old, your mom would just be like, uh, no. You're so not, You're not going to leave. You're grounded, idiot. Go to your bedroom and don't actually leave your bedroom because now you're grounded for being a dumbass. Like, where's the discipline in Tree Hill, North Carolina? Like, Dan Scott's the only one offering discipline in this fucking town. Well, just the, lo- the logistics to be worked out. He's leaving in the middle of the school year.
1: Well, like, I guess we got to make sure your credit's all transfer to the new high school, get you enrolled. Like, make sure you finish out your second semester in Charleston. I don't know how that works he didn't even
0: run it by keith like he he's literally just told everyone he's gonna go leave with keith because oh awesome the one role model dude role model i have in my life is fucking keith and guess what he does he quits everything so that's what i'm gonna do i'm just gonna quit like keith i'm gonna take it from him and quit tree hill because i've been on a bad path and instead of just like strapping up my bootstraps dude and fucking like Hey, you know what? Like, let's turn this ship around. Let's write this shit. Let's just like get ahead of it and fucking get it going. He just goes, "All right, I'll just be like Keith and quit." And how bad does that suck if you're Keith? You've just gone two straight decades without having sex, and now all of a sudden you're gonna leave this town because that girl who won't have sex with you has a kid that you've been their dad, and now you just gotta go like raise a kid. You gotta <laughs> get, just like take a teenager. He's going to Charleston, and you. Which gotta sounds just... lovely, by the way. Yeah, but he's got to take a teen and now pay for this kid. Like, he's not rich. He's probably going to just work at a body shop or whatever in Charleston. Who cares? But now he's going to take this teen and I like. I feel
1: like the reason Karen doesn't care that much because she's like, "This is going to last like three weeks. And he's just going
0: to come back." I just I, w- I I hated Karen in that moment for not stepping up and telling the sixteen year old that he can't do that. Fuck you. Bad idea. And then I also hated it for Keith of like, damn, that sucks. Now you got this kid with you. Keith literally is getting no upside to being a dad ever. He's only getting the downside. Is the upside the sex that comes with being a dad? And just like, all the upside of like... All that wild dad sex? <laughs> I like, I don't know. Keith, to me, Keith is just... He is getting, I, I did like it when he left because he finally said to Karen, like, Karen, you know what? It's time for me to get something out of this. And I realized that you're the one getting everything out of our relationship. You get a role model figure for your son. You get um, me teaching him things and raising him and all this stuff. But what am I getting out of it? Nothing. I get nothing out of this. By I the get, way, commit-
1: I, uh, this doesn't translate well to a pod, but I just have in my notes what's going on with Keith's facial hair.
0: Oh, there was, you notice that? Yeah. It really seemed like to me that they took a little filming break between these final two episodes because Lucas also had like a haircut and yeah, Keith had like some facial hair situation. It seemed like they took a little break. Break. Keith's looking weird. He's looking weird. It's like, what is that? It's like a half goatee. he has got
1: like a must, like mustache. It's all stubble, keep in mind, but there's a mustache and then like some chin action going on here.
0: Yeah, it's not connected, so it's not a goatee. Yeah,
1: it looks like a guy who's hit rock bottom.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, we're ready to get in the last episode. Let's do it. Dude, this episode 22 the games that play us, I thought this was pretty interesting this uh this this. was
1: like basically flashback episode
0: i called it montage episode but yeah because it's like a flashback montage episode
1: yeah where
0: the whole episode is filmed at the playoff basketball game that dan is coaching but then the entire time they keep flashbacking to like the days leading up to the game that we just didn't see pretty sweet device I liked it. I liked it a lot.
1: I was, however, finding myself like just getting into the rhythm of the game, and then they would flash back, and I was like, "Fuck!" I was just want to watch this game play out.
0: I did too, but I think that's like what they were. I kind of liked that they, they it made you it built the suspense of the game because they kept like teasing it, and that it made you like wanting more. So I felt like it was strategic. The very top of this episode,
1: do you remember this? Do you remember what's happening?
0: Dan's coaching.
1: No, Lucas was rambling about birds.
0: Oh. You remember that? Should I play that? Yeah. Just so everyone listening Uh can throw up in their mouth a little bit? You should. Here it is.
1: Some people believe that ravens guide travelers to their destinations. Others believe that the sight of a solitary raven is considered good luck. While a group of ravens predicts trouble ahead. And a raven met before battle promises victory.
0: I I I zoomed out when that was playing. I don't know what <laughs> fuck he's talking about.
1: I know because I've watched ahead a little bit um, with Intern Whitney while she's doing her research. You know. Yeah. Um, so
0: explain this, what uh, Intern Whitney's research is. Is she watches she vets these shows. Yeah, for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. She spends probably uh, no less than forty five to you know fifty hours a week Unpaid. watching teen drama shows. Unpaid. Unpaid, of course. Right. And just watching each episode with a fine-tubed comb, writing up notes for both of us, yeah, thinking of good takes that we could both you know, either use or not use. A lot of it falls on the cutting room floor, but right. really she's out there on the front lines just making sure everything happens.
0: And we'll give her full credit because a lot of that porn stuff that we were talking about, that came directly from her notes. Yeah. So good yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. by her this week.
1: Yeah, and and all this takes about the pregnancy drama from last episode. That was all her.
0: Right when we came off really chauvinistic and stuff. That was definitely her. Yeah. So
1: thank you, Whitney. Thank you. You do a great job. Uh, anyways, so I do know that I think they use this like moving forward where Lucas does a voiceover at the beginning of each show. Do you remember that when you were watching? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you could, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, I could do without these. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I just do without them. Like they,
0: you know, it's dude, funny. Just do less, guys. God, <laughs> do less, Lucas. Like Lucas, do less pontificating. God damn. Like I'm gonna take advice from Lucas on like how life is figured out. Talking about no. fucking bird bird logic. No, no, I'm not. So, it starts out and uh, Dan's coaching the game, and he he, it's it's amazing. Like. Dan's mode of motivation is the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. Dan, like, leading up to this has just been, like, he's running them ragged in practice. He's, like, having them do suicides and, like, run with, like, weights and stuff. Like, he is as hardcore of a basketball coach as you thought he'd be. (laughs) Yeah, he lives up to full expectations. His basic, his
1: plan is just to break them down mentally right before their first playoff game.
0: So and physically. It was interesting, though, because when they, their first, uh, as we said, this is a flashback episode, so we can probably go into uh, some of these flashbacks. They show Dan, he's coaching, and then they flashback to him telling Karen when she's signing the divorce papers, another fuck you to her, this clip. Well, since we're frolicking down memory lane, let's take a stroll back to the campus the night you told me you were pregnant. You know, I came to you that night to tell you I'd made a decision was leaving school at the end of the semester
1: because of your fictional knee injury
0: no no deb that's just what i told you i was leaving because there was a girl i left behind a girl who was carrying my child and a girl that i loved very much karen such a fuck you to deb as she's as he's getting her to sign those divorce papers like dan really twists the knife oh yeah (laughs) yeah Again, interesting though. I like the gray area of we thought Dan was this piece of shit this whole time, and then it turns out mm, he did he did a little something though. He wasn't completely out of control, as half-assed as it might have been. He did offer to help raise Lucas, and Karen told him to fuck off. So he threw it out there as like, is it what's the what's the term for a non-vite
1: when you throw out like you're going to do a favor for someone? With no intention of doing it.
0: Yeah, maybe. Just to try to get some, a little bit of that credit. So maybe we should just, we should hypothetical role play it for the kids. How that probably went. Do you want to be Dan or you want to be Karen? Uh, I'll be Karen. Okay. So I'm Dan, I come back, I'm like, hey, Karen, what's up, what, did you just have a kid? My hey, kid? yeah, no, I I did. How How's college been? Yeah, I had
1: the kid about four weeks ago. Here it is.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I don't really want to ask too many questions about the kid. Real quick about me in college. Yeah, yeah, it's been great. No, it's been yeah. great. Like I've been a uh, lot of ladies up Having there. Having a good time. Um, oh, I'm sure. The the frat parties, and then obviously, you no, know, I'm in the basketball team. So like, there's a lot of ladies, and right. it's pretty wild, Karen. It'd be yeah. I mean, damn, you're missing out. You're missing out big time.
1: Hold on, sorry, let me check the baby monitor real quick. I think that he might be uh, asleep away from his night. Oh,
0: yeah, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So Yeah, it just I mean, just to remind you, it's your baby. Right. So. I, so I was thinking, I did drive all the way back here, I mean, just for my summer break and stuff, but now yeah. that I'm here, um, I mean, is there anything I can do? Like, what what can I do to help out? Like, I don't is,
1: know, I think you did enough, you know?
0: I got pregnant and and then had that baby. I mean, should I, like, I don't know. I could maybe, maybe like I could money or my parents could float or I don't know. Like, even though it's, it's a big hassle to me. I mean, maybe I could like do a little.
1: Yeah. I mean, some money wouldn't hurt. You know, I'm uh, sitting here trying to get my cafe off the ground. Single mom. Oh yeah. That'll definitely work
0: out. Fart noise. Uh yeah. Anyways, like I better get back to school. But are you sure? Like, hey, you sure I can't do anything else? Nah. I mean, if you, I, it's, I'm
1: assuming you don't want to be in this life. Oh no, I do. But you, you know, oh, you do. No. Well, here's the thing. Like, it's yeah. just
0: like so much pressure, and like, cause I'm playing basketball, and, right? Like, right. There's so. this new girl I'm dating, and all that. I mean, but you get it, obviously, cause you're like, here's the deal, Karen. You're the coolest girl I know, oh, and like, I, yeah, thank I, I, you. I love it, Karen. With you, the coolest thing about you is you've been able to do this kudos to you because you're a better person than me and like... Oh, thanks. I, th- I just... I have all the respect in the world uh-huh. for someone like you, Karen. Yeah, thanks. Oh, you're crushing me. Really I appreciate it. you saying that. It would be that. the worst if I came in and got involved because it would be like I would be fucking up what you have going oh, on. Oh, you could
1: get involved though. Uh, if you wanted to, you could get involved.
0: I lo- and and you know, this is what I love about you is you're even saying things like that and that's what's great. It's like... Even with all this shit going on you still look out for me mm-hmm. and that's why I think you're the greatest. Yeah, Keep so doing just what to you're be doing. clear
1: you no involvement at all from you just nothing.
0: Again I just I don't want to fuck up what you have going on and I have so much respect for you that I don't want to come in here and disrespect what you've built, right? You promised not it.
1: to tell this baby, like seventeen years later, that you wanted to be
0: a part of his life. <laughs> oh, I promise. Okay. <laughs> as long as, hey, as, long as you it, got that understanding. Hey, see you, Karen. Have fun raising our kid. I tried. All this... right. Have fun at college. Good luck with your knees. It's I'll be clear that this goes down in history that I tried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Should we get another clip in here? Of oh, great clip, dude. When they flash back to Nathan and Haley, they were not gonna let us go. The final of the TH episode without getting a little wet in the rain.
1: Yep. Let's <laughs> yeah. get to the rain episode. That's how you close a season out strong. Is just having some rain in the mix?
0: So as you recall, they're getting into some arguments because uh, she found some porn on his computer. All right. Nathan's in the doghouse and. Uh, it leads to a big scene in the rain where there's uh, this clip by uh, Nathan and Haley. My heart says just forget about your pride, you idiot. You love this girl. And even if you're gonna catch pneumonia, your ass is gonna stand out here in the rain until you convince her
1: to forgive you. Just come on, Hales, just... Meet me halfway here? Why should I? Because I'm sorry. Because I love you. Because you're looking really hot standing out here in the rain, and I'm thinking I have to kiss you. Well, if you have to. solves absolutely everything. Everything. You just get two characters who are mad at each other or have broken up already in the rain. Solves it all. It just washes away all the troubles.
0: God damn. Just
1: cleanse the rain.
0: Just cleanse it down. I know. Like I really wish I was having more arguments in the rain because you'd be able to get out of it so much quicker. Yeah. Fuck.
1: I feel like if I like, like what's the worst thing I could possibly do to you?
0: Mm, Mmm. Stab me? Just stab me, quick in, stabbing. stab me in the side with one of my samurai swords. Yeah. That would hurt. Like imagine if I do that right now.
1: Yeah. And then like next week when I show up to pod, it's raining and I just like, I'm standing out there and you're obviously super pissed and I have a stab wound. Right. Um, I'd and try. I'm just like, yeah. I'm just like standing out there in the rain, like clearly like, like I'm all bent out of shape about it. And yeah. it's just like, you're like, shit, he must've walked here all the way from yeah. this place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's like, you, you're going to let me in. Ten out of
0: ten times, right? I mean, yeah. You might put the swords in the closet. But... <laughs> <laughs> I the samurai yeah. sword so I don't get stabbed again. But yeah, I, for sure I'd let you in because it it does show something. It shows like, you know what? Fuck. Even though this guy did some like really bad shit, like look what he's willing to go through. Stand out here in the rain, even though he stabbed a guy.
1: <laughs> I do love the scene so much because it's... Nathan starts talking in in the third person using, like, he's like, yeah, my brain's telling me this one thing, but my heart's telling me, hey, Nathan, (laughs) this is what you really think. So he, like, starts, like, expressing his feelings to Haley in the third person as if he is his own heart
0: talking to himself. I loved it. I loved it. (laughs) And can I just say this? Now that I'm, like, fully in the Nathan camp. I want them to work it out, and I know they will work it out, but I just look at it like it's one of those annoying arguments where you're like, look, you guys both love each other. This is a stupid fucking argument. Just get over it. Like, yes, Nathan watched porn, and he wants to have sex with you. If that's the worst thing in the world, then guess what? You guys are going to be fucking fine. If the biggest argument you guys have run into is that he's watching... Original Sin Hot Nasty Girls and fucking horny co-eds and amazing Amazons. Guess what? Like, not the end of the world and you guys will be totally fine. Man, your voice just sounds like the pitter-patter of the sweet, sweet rain right now. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. Just like, I didn't think that should have been an argument because it's like, Haley, he clearly loves you. He just wants to have sex with you because he loves you. And he thinks you're super attractive. So he wants to see you naked and have sex. Like, give him a break. Like, fuck. Why does he have to go through all this? Yeah, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I mean, we, we're not a girl, so I'm sure girls are listening to this like you guys don't understand. <laughs> Should we talk about what Brooke's doing when they flash to her? Yeah, she's up to some shit. I just wrote down Brooke is playing a ruthless long game. With Vicky Valancourt,
1: I have written down "Revenge is a dish best served cold."
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we won't get back to them, so let's just cover all the. Yeah, let's go through it. Yeah, so they do a little rope a dope on us because <laughs> they show Brooke having conversations with Vicky Valancourt, who, as we mentioned, is trying to figure out where Jake went with their baby, and Brooke is telling Vicky Valancourt. She will tell her when Peyton, who knows, confides in her. And this will be Brooke's last, like, fuck you to Peyton right. for stealing Lucas. And we're a little confused because we're like, wait, I thought I'm you were made up. Yeah,
1: are you that? really this fucking nuts? Dude? Yeah. Like, back to back with her lying about her being pregnant and then doing this oh, would yeah. be pretty hard to come back from.
0: But we'll spoil it and say at the end of this, we get a great rope-a-dope scene where she's telling Vicky Valancourt, she's like, okay, Peyton finally told me where they're going. I'll write it down on a piece of paper. Writes it down. Vicky V immediately goes, thanks, bitch. This is essentially the only reason I was friends with you, Brooke, was to get this inside detail on Jake J. See ya. And then... Peyton comes into the picture and we're thinking as yours. damn, Brooke, like fucking you're ruining this relationship with Peyton now? And then what happens? They were in on it together the whole time. Uh-huh. They just wanted to send her on a goose chase. They sent her to Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Brooke wrote down on the piece of paper to Vicky V. And then she says to Peyton, she's like, I'm sure Nikki is gonna enjoy a nice cross country drive out west <laughs> looking for Jenny and Jake. It was great. God, it was nothing
1: great. brings two people together like mutual hate. Yeah. Love it.
0: Okay. Let's go to Dan Let's now. Let's just jump into Dan because yeah. the rest of my stuff is about him. So Dan, at halftime of this game, <laughs> turns into the coach from Varsity Blues. <laughs> You remember that scene where the guy is hurt in varsity blues and he, like, hurt his knee? Yeah. And the coach is just like, tape it up. Let's go. Get back out there. I don't care. And uh, Lucas, like, hurts his shoulder. And the trainer's, like, at halftime, he's like, damn, man. I, I, he can't play, dude. Like, I, I just, he's, his shoulder's fucked up. Like, he can't physically play. And he's Dan, like, we should probably take him to get x-rays, like right now. Let's play a clip of Dan master negotiating this, by the way. Yeah, that was sweet. Coach, we should get him x-rayed. I think he's done for the night. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you sure? Well, I can't be sure without the x-ray. But if you were my kid, I wouldn't risk it. And considering the rehab, this. Hey. How you doing? Ah, uh, it just feels a little weird. What did Doc say? You said he'd be fine. But if you want to sit out, I can't make you play. But your teammates are counting on you. I'll be fine. Good man. Kid says he wants to play, Doc. But I'll tell you what, as soon as the game's over, we'll get him an x-ray, okay? You can tell Dan's a used car salesman because he literally, he's going back and forth. He like goes up to Lucas and he's like, hey, you're not a pussy, are you son? (laughs) Lucas is like, no. He's like, all right. See so good, he's like yeah, and then he goes back to the trainer and he's like, "Hey, Lucas is telling me he like really wants to play and he's totally good to go. So, why don't you fuck right off." He did say though, like uh, immediately after this game, he said, "I'll definitely get an X ray, coach." Right Let me after play. the game, for sure, Let me play. sure. Dan is uh, Dan's out of control. Yeah, he's out of
1: control. Like before the game, they do like they're like all right in the huddle, they're like all right, let's win this one for Whitey. The boys do, and he goes, "Hey, forget the old man." It's like what?
0: our coach who's in the hospital. What's your fucking deal, you weirdo? Can we though give a surprisingly cool quote that Whitey gave? Uh yeah, absolutely. Again, shocked that Whitey had a pulse in this episode, but when he was laying in the hospital bed, he had this cool line that was just like, "Hey coach, what do we do?" My you know Nathan's like, "Hey, my dad's like coaching. What if he like gives us some bad advice and stuff?" And like he won't let Lucas take the final shot. And he's like, Nathan, you have to take it. And then Whitey has this cool line where he's like, clip. Take your shots. No regrets. Fuck yeah. In no um, a sharp
1: contrast to the now current coach who's in the locker room saying things like, Hey, while your head's up your ass, take a whiff at
0: how you're playing. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, Dan oh had this like hilarious line too where like Tim said something and he's like shut the fuck up Tim <laughs> Dan, Dan's like inspiration is so shitty and again like yeah so crazy that it took twenty two episodes to like for Whitey to come in and like actually resonate with us where he's making lines like Hey boys take your shots no regrets. He's, like, doing stuff like that, juxtaposed with fucking Dan, who's just, like, going off like a madman, yelling at everyone. My favorite thing about the man is that he just pops up
1: randomly out of nowhere, like the boogeyman. Dan still? Uh Uh-huh. Like, just at school with random characters. Like, Haley is just sitting there.
0: Oh, that was wild. And he just pops
1: up out of nowhere and starts shitting on her.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And she's
1: like, I'm 16. Like why are you here? Why are you making fun of me? He's like nice fucking tattoo. <laughs> you idiot.
0: Again, I don't know. I was thinking that same like, thing when he popped up. You're a full school. grown adult. And the like, way they get, shot that what? was so funny because they just they had a close up of Haley's face as she's like struggling with all the Nathan stuff. And then when the camera zooms out it just shows unbeknownst to her that Dan had been sitting next to him <laughs> on so the park bench dude, I at love the school. It. Yeah, Dan's everywhere. So let's go to this final play. Um, final play of the game is Ravens are down two. Mm-hmm. Dan tells everyone in the huddle. He's like, Nathan's taking this final fucking shot. I don't give a shit if he's... Double teamed? Triple teamed? And they even yells, I don't care if there's five fucking guys on him." Nathan, you're shooting this shit. So then Tim Tim makes some comment. He tells Tim to shut the fuck up. And then you can tell Nathan in his head is going like, I'm going to do the right thing. I'm now a good guy. And if I do get quintuple teamed, (laughs) I'm going to pass it to the open man. And... That's exactly what happens. It's like let's let's play this out. Nathan gets the ball, top of the key, five, four, three. three he's dribbling two, to his right. One. He starts to get covered. Double team, triple team, quadruple team, quintuple team. He sees Lucas standing one, wide one. open. Passes it to him. Lucas takes the final shot. It's up in the air and. And Lucas, the bastard, Lucas Snow, ruins it for everyone. He misses the final shot. Playoffs over, season over. Fuck you, Lucas Snow. You suck at basketball. And Dan turned out to be totally correct
1: half of dan is probably pissed because they lost and the other half was just like sweet vindication that them not listening to his idea didn't work just flash forward real quick to them in the locker room after this game i just loved it because dan is yelling at the team
0: after their last game of the season let's let's play it i got it. there's going to be a lot of clips <laughs> this episode but fuck i just there were so many good ones so here's dan in the locker room post game Nice work, ladies. Undefeated regular season. Conference champs and all for nothing. Look at me, Nathan. Because I want to see your face when you explain to me why you didn't run the play I told you to. Take off that jersey. You don't deserve to wear it. None of you do! Do
1: you have an answer for me yet? Because I can wait. I have nowhere else to be.
0: And you don't either. Do you want to know why? Because your season is over! Why did you disobey me and pass to Lucas when you knew? When I knew what, Dad? That Lucas shouldn't have been that game because of his injury? Because we both knew that, didn't we? Watch it.
1: <laughs> yeah. You've played a lot of sports in your life, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. You've had a lot of seasons end. Yeah. Whether they be on victories, you winning the title, or you losing on the last game. Regardless, every every season ends, right? Have you ever been yelled at after a loss? No. Last game of the season? Never. <laughs> it's the weirdest no. move I've ever seen. I, I've never <laughs>
0: seen that. It, it's... You could have played horrible, you could have
1: just not even showed up for the game, lost in the playoffs, lost in the championship, and the coach is just like, hey guys, it's been a good season.
0: Yeah. Gave it all. Gave it all. It it never happens because at the end of the day, these coaches are human beings. Yeah. So like... Everybody's sad. Everyone's sad. You're looking around the locker room and the entire team who you've just coached and you've been through all these wars and battles with, with each other... They're dejected. Their heads are down. They're beating themselves up over it. I mean, you see Lucas in the corner after he just shit the whole season away because he's unclutch as fuck. He's down. And, uh, yeah, you just feel bad, and you're like, look, guys, hey, great season. We overcame a lot of adversity. Like, don't hold your heads down. Like, keep your heads up. We'll get them next year kind of thing. But, yeah, Dan just goes completely the other way. I did love uh, Nathan's move, though.
1: Yeah, stands up to him.
0: Stands up to him so hard. He pulls a Lucas Snow move, rips the Scott name off the fucking back of his jersey, throws it at his dad's feet. He's like, you know what, dad? I don't give a fuck that we lost this game and we missed that shot because you know what? At least I didn't quit, bitch. Like you, dad. Yeah. Like I didn't fucking quit on my team, dad. I did the right thing. I gutted it out. The chips are stacked against us. I hung in there and we lost as like brothers. Fuck you, dad. And it was pretty cool. And then he gave Lucas a brother rock.
1: Yeah, sweet brother rock. I feel like their connection is forged in steel right now.
0: Yeah. Brothers. I'm so glad that we did have that one Instagram post of them rocking because I don't think I've ever seen Lucas and Nathan hug or or like give a cool guy handshake to each other they've exclusively just rocked each other
1: until this episode very final scene they hug oh they did mm-hmm. when they're
0: on the river park. oh
1: yeah you know what i did write that clip down nice hug yeah. but now yeah, to your point they are uh, weird about touching each other just cool guy brother rocks
0: cool brother rocks okay talk about keith
1: he, uh, I think he. it starts off he goes to like talk to Karen or something kind of lay it all out there on the line one more time mm-hmm. he's kind of looking desperate
0: yeah desperate
1: and then after that scene he pretty much just like unannounced shows up at Deb's house and he's just like she's, yeah. she's sitting there by the fireplace burning a bunch of random stuff he's like hey I always told you I'd, I'd come help you burn damn stuff and then they fuck <laughs>
0: got in that quick deb and keith totally have sex yeah i wrote down keith fucks deb exclamation <laughs> point <laughs> yeah they yeah. totally just bone right there in the living room floor i mean kudos to keith because god damn he hasn't had sex in 20 years he's yeah. due sure is. god he's got a lot of pent up Love making to get out, you mm-hmm. know, like goddamn. And then we might as well just say, uh, Dan walks in at oh. the game and catches C- him. Classic, classic. What was that what we were calling it? Uh, situational irony or whatever. That wasn't
1: situational irony, that was they totally did have sex and got caught. That was just
0: can you imagine how like taboo that sex must have been for Keith? It's probably pretty wild. All the hate that he has built up for his brother. And his brother is like fucked over this girl he cares about so much. And he even raised the kid of this girl he cares about so much. He's been the friend zone for 20 years. And Dan, like, is the only one that ever sex with her. And then, like, Keith, with a massive fuck you to Dan, goes and has sex with his wife mm-hmm. in front of a fire. Yep. <laughs> massive taboo fuck you by Keith. Um,. It was interesting to me, though, what happens after this scene, because Keith went to apologize to Dan at the beach house where Dan is staying, and Dan's, like, saying, like, fuck you, Keith. I can't believe you've had sex with Deb, my wife, and then Dan is so pissed that he just decides that he needs to punch out a car windshield. Yeah. And for some reason, he punches his own car windshield out. Strange move. Why? I mean, why not punch Keith's car windshield
1: out? I don't know. He probably can get that fixed. at cost. You know, he owns a car dealership.
0: I know, but it was just a weird move. Of like, he had dude. When you're punching windshields, the kids, you're not thinking clearly. I know, but tip for the kids: if you're mad, don't punch out a car windshield because that's gonna like severely fuck up your hand. Scream into a pillow, kids. Don't punch anything. Yeah. But, It'll hurt yourself. But if you are going to punch that car windshield out, kids, ill-advised, at least punch someone else's windshield out. Don't punch your own car windshield out. I was wondering, like, Dan is a fucking monster
1: to people that just, he has n- no reason to be mad at. Imagine actually doing something where he has a reason to hate you. Yeah. So it's like next level, probably he's going to yeah. be evil season two to Keith.
0: Uh-huh. Well, we won't say the level of evil that Dan goes to on Keith eventually, but let's just say it's for any kids out there that have seen One Tree Hill all the way through, what Dan eventually does do to Keith is... He shoots him? (laughs) Tells him dead? Dude, you just just, spoiled it. I was trying not to spoil it.
1: Come on, dude! Last episode, laid all on the line here. Nothing lose All right, fuck it. Yeah, kill him.
0: Eventually, Dan does kill Keith. He shoots him. Yeah. I don't know if we should keep that in. We'll see. That's up to you. not yeah, doing I Have to make a game time move. Okay. Um, I got two more things, and then we'll round out One Tree Hill. First one is a quick hitter. We already briefly touched on it brotherly love Nathan and Lucas the final scene because Lucas is gonna leave town with Keith mm-hmm. and there's this final scene where they show brother love and they do hug like you said and there's this clip I actually wish you weren't gonna leave cause you're one hell of a basketball
1: player and because you're my brother Take care of yourself, man. You take care of Haley. I miss you too, little brother.
0: That's just good stuff. Love it. Yeah. It warms the heart, like you said. And this is what I was talking about at the very beginning of this podcast. This is just a great story. Hmm. This show had the most unreal storylines and setup of a show of any of the teen dramas that we've seen. Is that fair? Yeah, I like it. It's not the best acting. It's horrendous writing. It's got some pitfalls. But what I will say, even though O.C.'s won for us and Friday Night Lights is a close second, if we're just putting storylines and plot setup into a compartment, one tree Mm -hmm. hill's at the top. The brother stuff here is, is like you were saying, you have one brother who's like a total dick and hates the other one. And there's all this like hate and vitriol towards each other. And by the end of it, they come together and they're brothers. It's the fucking best. The raw materials they had to work with were just ideal. Yeah. It's a gold one. Yeah, I like that. That way to put it. Raw materials. Yeah. yeah. They got them. They got all the ingredients, dude. It's the ingredients. Um, Okay, should we? I have a final montage, dude. One last time. Damn. I didn't count this one. I did. It's Karen finally explaining to us where the one before Tree Hill comes from. And it leads to the subsequent song. Here it is.
1: In your life, you're going to go to some great places and you're going to do some wonderful things. But no matter where you go, or who you become, this place will always be with you. There is only one tree hill,
0: and it's your home. end One Tree Hill Season 1 Love it This is a great fucking song dude And it was cool because we never knew why one was before Tree Hill We knew Tree Hill North Carolina was the setting for the town And I always accidentally call it One Tree Hill Like I call yeah.
1: the town One Tree Hill
0: And I'm not totally sure if Mark Schwann ever knew why he called it One Tree Hill but Until he wrote that line Yeah and then he wrote it and he was like that's why we're gonna call it One Tree Hill There's only one Tree Hill. Okay. Light
1: up, light up, as if you have a choice, even if you cannot hear my voice.
0: This is a robust montage. <laughs> robust. Hit me. Okay, so we have a heptagon slash octagon montage. That's seven and eight scenes to close out episode 22, One Trial, season one. First one. Keith packing up all the shit again. He's leaving I town. I
1: like he's packed up his shit and left like six times at this
0: point. Yeah. That's one. Two. Brooke and Peyton are friends again, obviously. They got through all that Vicky Valencourt stuff. They're sleeping together now. Sleeping over in the same bed. And then it leads to the third one, which... I'm going to come back to this, but in my list, I'll just say it. Lucas leaves a note entitled brook Peyton on their front door at their house that they're sleeping over at.
1: Doesn't even write two notes.
0: Just writes one. We'll get back to that. The fourth one, Dan heart attack. Yeah, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, Dan has a fucking heart attack and just stop the music. <laughs> I just gotta play a quick line of what Dan says. Talk about badass lines. As his potential last line. Oh my god. So there's this clip of Dan's... potential dying words. Yeah. Dan's having a fucking heart attack. Deb walks in, sees him laying there on the ground, uh, clutching at his chest, and then he just says this to her.
1: Dan! Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, as your potential last words ever spoken, as you're dying, you're just like, you better hope I die, bitch. Yikes. Oh, I loved it. Back to the music. Number five, Whitey going into surgery. I still think, I can't remember, but it feels like there's something more going on than just eye surgery.
1: Yeah, I think it was like they thought something was wrong with the eye when they got an inpatient. They started doing a little bit more testing research. and turns out the surgery is going to be a little bigger than expected. And I yeah. have some further complications.
0: Yeah. And then number seven, sorry, number six is Nikki's driving to Seattle. Hilarious. Number seven, Lucas saying goodbye to Haley sees her post-sex because apparently now Haley did agree to have sex with Nathan because why? They're married. They decided to go get married. Then the final one is Keith driving Lucas away from Tree Hill, North Carolina to end episode one credits. That's a big montage. <sighs> There's two themes I want to cover out of that montage. One has 1A and 1B. The 1A and 1B are tropes that we see teen dramas do at the to end of season one. OC did the same thing. The note. hmm that Lucas just he didn't say goodbye to Brooke and Peyton. He just mm-hmm. left a note.
1: That's a nice catch by you. That's the same that's a classic shit. note leaving,
0: yeah. Uh Seth did the same thing with Summer when he left at the end of season 1, just sent a fucking note. It's a great way to leave a lot of cliffhangers, True sure is. You don't man up and have that conversation. 1B, which is the tropes to end season 1 is the main cast member driving away with an adult. And so, neither of them are happy. No. It's not a happy road trip. No, it's like a this what needs to happen kind of road trip. So you have Keith and Lucas driving away, and you think they're leaving Tree Hill. Same as the OC. You had Sandy driving Ryan away because he had to go to Chino to live with Teresa and raise their kid. They weren't happy when they were driving away either.
1: Mm-mm. It's a business trip.
0: It's a business trip away from the, the setting of the show title. And then the last one I just want to say is I want to double back to fucking Haley and Nathan getting married. Wild. Wow.
1: Kind of cute,
0: kind of fucked up. Do you think Nathan did that just to have sex? He is...
1: Let's just say he probably wasn't in his right mind. Like, let's just say he had a boner
0: driving things in his mind he was in the back seat his boner was riding shotgun steering the wheel his boner was riding shotgun and steering the wheel from shotgun who's driving? rewind (laughs) he was in the back seat
1: his boner boner is at the helm with a captain's hat on a corncob
0: pipe just driving that steamboat Okay, so his boner is driving and steering and Nathan's head's in the back Nathan's head's in the back (laughs) Yeah. Man, so, I being, mean, it's,
1: it's definitely God. kind of adorable, but at the same time, I'm wondering if maybe he just wants to have a little sex. Yeah. So
0: he just, you know,
1: get all married, too.
0: So I, I just, damn, I, I was like, this show is starting to really peak right now, and uh, it's, un, it's bittersweet that we're ending it because I'm really curious to see how this all would have unfolded in season two, kind of thing, you know? All right. You got your MVP? Keith. Why? Wow. Just because he ask? had sex?
1: <laughs>
0: Cause he fucked up. <laughs> so
1: that's all
0: That's all you need. Keith finally had sex for the first time in twenty years. Woo! Keith and Haley both lost their virginity. The oh yeah. So no MVP for Haley though? Uh no. She didn't fuck up. <laughs> Alright. Is so just to round it all out. Who if you had to put an M V P on the entire One Tree Hill season one, who would you give it to and why? Nathan. The
1: most dynamic character I'd think.
0: Isn't that wild that we're now in that headspace after where we started with him?
1: Well that's that's the reason he's getting it. Because we started he started in the gutter. And Mm. now he's like one of the most endearing, kind of like steady characters.
0: Yeah. And it goes, and it reminds me of uh, our oh, episode cool. with the teen where we got an actual teen on and she was talking about how all the teens, their favorite dude was Nathan. Because he started off as
1: the bad boy. Uh-huh. And then all girls are like, oh, we can change him. We can
0: change him. Mm-hmm. Teens love that dude. It's apparently so do these two podcasters <laughs> sitting here in this podcast studio. So... That does it for One Tree Hill. Good job by you. Great season. I feel like we gave that our all. Gave right it, we gave it 110%. Kids, hope you enjoyed it. We're probably going to get into some movies. Take a little movie hiatus to get a little palate cleanser after One Tree Hill. But you know what we need to do? We need to end this right with a little Gavin. <laughs> DeGraw. DeGraw me. Gavin DeGraw. He's playing. And you know what he's probably hoping? He's probably hoping. Wait.
1: Does he want the kids to stay up late? I don't think so, Pipes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he wants those kids to stay up late. I think he wants the kids to tuck on in. Sleep tight, kids. Have a really good night's sleep. And Pat Clear eyes, full heart, do ask I
1: don't
0: You can follow us on Instagram at Vicarious Living Podcast and listen to all of our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. You know you found us when you see a picture of Pat and I sitting on a couple rocks overlooking the vast landscape that is Laguna Beach. Steven's there. Just not pictured. Stephen and Elsie, both there. Just not pictured.